Hey guys, welcome back to It's the Little Things Season 2. What? That's so crazy. I'm so stoked. I'm so excited. There's so many good things that are coming this season. Um, but today I'm super excited because I have Kate with me. Um, she's one of my co-workers. We work at Sassy Pants in the Stockyards. And I'm super excited because she is so sweet and she has such a kind spirit. And so I'm really stoked to have her on today because she has a really amazing, awesome story. Um, so Kate, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hello. Um, so my name is Kate Weber. I am 28 years old. Um, I grew up in Southeast Texas, a little small town called Koontz. I moved up to, uh, guest central Texas, uh, about a year ago and I've just been loving it ever since. Um, I have two sisters and a brother and my awesome family and yeah. Yeah. So Kate is really awesome she's really sweet as you can tell she just has a really kind spirit about her and um so we met at work and we kind of just got to talking one day and we were working by ourselves which we had both not done before so we were just learning as we go which was super fun um but we kind of got to talking and we ended up talking about a lot of stuff that was kind of personal to us and it was really crazy how fast you can connect with someone you barely know and so it was really cool. She talked about a lot of awesome stuff, and I'll let her share about her. And, you know, she is wearing a pretty awesome sweatshirt right now. Um, she has a nonprofit organization called Kate's Cause, and I'll let her talk about that herself for a minute. So um, when I was 25 years old, um, I was diagnosed with a rare type of cancer. It's called embryonal rhabdomyosarcoma. Um, which is a soft tissue sarcoma. A lot of people haven't heard of them, and it's actually mostly found in children. So at 25 years old, they were like, you're old to have this, which 25 years old and getting diagnosed with cancer, like you just don't think you're old to right. hear that. Mm -hmm. But um, because of that, um, I had to go through a lot of fertility preservation, um, which a lot of people don't know if you do in your young, like in your um, early 20s. You need to have that done or else you're likely not going to be able to have children. Mm -hmm. I'm very thankful that I had family and friends that were able to help me with that. And um, so I was I was able to go through it, but it's very expensive. Um, insurance doesn't cover it. So I started Kate's Cause to help women pay for that fertility preservation. Yeah, that is one of the most amazing miracles because... You Like you said, when you're young, you do not – that's the last thing you expect. No, you don't plan for that. No, and that's what's crazy to me is, you know, the whole reason that I started this podcast was for people to be able to talk about the situations they've gone through and how they got through it because you never know when your story is going to change somebody's life. And it's so crazy because she's going through this and you had gone through this and you started an organization – and I was reading First Samuel the other day, and it was talking about um, Hannah, which was Samuel's mom. She was barren. She could not have children. And she prayed, and she prayed, and she prayed. And one day she just said, God, I really want a child. And she got pregnant, and she had a son at kind of an older age. And she said, when I have this son, I'm going to give him to you. And I was like, what on earth? Like, how on earth would you take? your son and give him so she took him when he was born and weaned off took him to the, ch the temple and gave him to the priests so that he would work for the lord and that blew my mind and i was talking to my dad and i said how like in this day and age what how would you do that you wouldn't be able to what are priests going to do with a baby 
But then I was literally thinking about this last night before bed. And I said, oh, my word, he's not telling us to just give a baby to the priest. He's telling us the situations that you go through when I give them to you and I let you, and I work with you through them. That's when you use them for him. And I was thinking about how you took your situation where people could take it as just this huge negative. And, like, it, it honestly, it is. It sucks. Yeah, it's, hard. it's horrible. And I'm not downplaying that at all. I'm just saying, like, you took that horrible, sucky situation and you turned it into something that glorifies God and it helps other women that are going through that. And so I praise you for that, of course, because that's insane. That's crazy. And that's such a cool cool thing to do. Like, a nonprofit organization at 28 years old, you're a cancer survivor and you are awesome and, like, if somebody meets you, you would never know that you had ever gone through something like that. And that's that's pretty crazy. Well, I, thank you for saying that. <laughs> I really do appreciate that because that is a huge thing for me is like I really tried to stay positive through everything and really keep my faith. And I think it grew my faith more than I would have ever been able to without going through something like that. And it just shows that you really can turn something extremely negative and just at the moment, like life crushing into something that really has been the best part of me now is, is being able to create that and being able to help people and show people that because you're going through something bad doesn't mean you can't turn that into something even better than what you had before. Right. Yeah. I love that. So we just started a new thing on the podcast, um, mustard seed moments. And if you haven't heard about it, go check it out on Instagram and send yours in. But, and which is cool because the other day at work, I was like, Oh my goodness, what should I name this? And she was like, I don't know. And so I texted my aunt and I was like, what do I name this? And she said mustard seed moments and it was absolutely brilliant. And we were kind of both like, how the heck does she come up with that? But anyways, mustard seed moment is basically, it's kind of a lot of different things to me. So what I take mustard seed moment as is what was that little leap of faith or something that you had that has grown your face and thin? And I have an episode about, um, Faith the size of a mustard seed. So if you haven't watched it, go check that out because this will be a really good premise for what mustard seed moments really is. But basically, mustard seed moments is something that you've gone through or something that you have that your faith has just blown up from there. Like it's just gone crazy. It's gone wild. And so I'm basically, what is your mustard seed moment? I think my mustard seed moment was just like, it's probably kind of a big moment. I don't know that there was like one little spot, but like just having the support that I had with my family and friends to get through it, um, to get through what I went through, especially like when it does come time for me to have kids. Um, my twin sister, I don't even know if I told you that I have an identical twin yes, sister. Yes, yes. She's going to be my surrogate and like just little things like that that were put into my life and I realized how truly blessed that I am. Um, just just made me want to grow faith in other people and and be that person that can help other people like for people who don't have the support that I had yes no for sure I think um well first of all what that is the coolest thing that to have an identical twin like I can't even imagine that (laughs) like what is that even like like are y'all pretty similar personality wise or uh yes and no like it's funny, like, hearing a recording of myself, I'm always like, wow, that sounds like Jenna, my sister. Um, but I feel like a lot of ways, yeah, we are pretty similar. We can finish each other's sentences. And um, we sh- showed up to Christmas in the same, like, pajama pants this year and didn't even plan that. And so a lot of, like, weird things like that. But um, 
we are different in some ways. I'm probably a little bit more outgoing and like to go and do. Um, she she is too, but um, that's probably the biggest difference yeah. in us. Yeah. So, um, but that's kind of crazy, like, that through all of this and then that she's going to be your surrogate. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool that you have an identical twin to do that. Like, that's kind of like, you kind of can, this is going to sound weird, but you can kind of see yourself as if you're being pregnant because you mm-hmm. guys look so much alike. Yeah. That sounds really weird to think about, but. That is such a, but that's really cool that you have a sister to do that because that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I mean, it, I, not that like this matters, but it's like if anybody's going to have to have this, I'm glad it was me because I have the best situation if it's going to happen to anyone. Right. My life doesn't work that way, but I like to think about it. Right. <laughs> yes. No, I do. I agree. Well, another cool thing is, well, why don't you tell us about your horses and all that, Jazz? So I didn't get raised technically like in a Western lifestyle. Um, my parents put me in riding lessons, um, when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, I loved it. My sister and I both loved it. Um, we ended up getting horses. I bought my own at 14 years old, like with my own money that I saved up and, uh, had some really awesome people that really just took me under their wing and showed me the rodeo lifestyle and helped me have a pretty successful career in high school and college um, rodeoing. And I still continue that today. And um, I broke my leg two years ago. Um, so that kind of set me back. Um, I'm just started running barrels again since that. And i um, really looking forward to getting back to it, like really hitting it hard again. Yes. I, um, when you were telling me that the other day that you rodeo and everything, I think that is so cool because not once have you let your situation in the past limit you to what you can do now. No. And I think that's awesome. Yeah, I actually continue to ride um, mostly my old mare. She's the one that's pictured um, on my logo for my nonprofit. Um, she That kind of kept me sane, I think. Like, And my mom worried about me so much, like, you know, just wanting me to rest, but I really had to keep going or else like I don't know I don't think mentally I would have handled it as well um I didn't rodeo during that time but um as soon as I finished I started running barrels again um and unfortunately like I think it was like six months after I finished treatment is when I broke my leg at a barrel race and so that was another thing that really hit me hard I think mentally that was a little bit harder for me because I felt like I was just getting my life back yeah and I had a severe break and spent 12 days in the hospital um came home on a walker yeah no. and um so that was it was hard but again just realizing that I can get through that and that's just one little minor setback and things are gonna get back to normal again yeah no i it's it's a really cool thing because a lot of times, at least for me, like when something happens, I let it kind of affect my whole mood and how I like am treating mm-hmm. life. And I think it's cool to look and just be able to see you and how you've taken that and you were just like not going to let it stop you at all. And I think that also says a lot about your faith too because not once did you sit and like I don't want to say sulk, but, you know, that's what I do. When something happens to me, I will sit and I will sulk. And But you didn't, and you didn't let it affect you, and you turned all of that negativity and everything into a nonprofit to help other people, which still blows my mind. And to everybody, I'm going to have um, her website and everything linked on my link tree in my bio on my Instagram, and I'll put it in the comment section of the YouTube channel and everything, so y'all will be able to find it. So please go donate. It'd be awesome. And just share her story and share her Instagram and everything. But 
to continue on. Um, another question we usually ask is like, who is somebody or what is something that has helped you on your walk with Christ? Um, I think my, the biggest thing was, was just getting through it and keeping my faith. I've always been a Christian and, um, gone to church and things like that. But I wouldn't say like I had a really deep seated faith and, um, just getting through everything that I have really helped that for me. Um, moving up here, I just took a leap of faith and moved up here really. Um, and since then have met some really awesome people. You talked about sassy pants, the owner, Natalie, um, she has been a huge, like help in me growing my faith, like Mm -hmm. her and her mom and, doing Wednesday night Bible study. I don't think that I've ever been closer to the Lord than I have been because she really just holds me accountable Mm -hmm. and um, just really helps me dig in deeper um, than I ever have before. And I think that that's been a a huge help for me. And like, she's been a massive blessing for me. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, The best, the times where I'm at my best in my faith is when I'm around a lot of people, like, and Mm -hmm. I'm a huge community. And I know I talked to you about passion, but I went to the passion conference and I loved it. And it was crazy because you're at just like, it feels like the peak of your faith. Like you Mm -hmm. feel like you can't get any better than that, honestly. And so I, it's so important for community. So that's why I love that you had a good support system and you have a good community to help you support because it's not, I know everybody says like your faith is, you know, that's your job, that's Mm -hmm. your duty, which it is, but having people to keep you accountable and give you that, you know, kind of foundation really is helpful. Oh, absolutely. I don't think without that support that I could really, I, my faith wouldn't be this strong and, and I hope that I can do that for other people as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I'm, I'm just like in awe because honestly, it, it's so crazy to to work with you and and like talk to you and I'm just like wow like I want to do something like that one day like I want to do that I want to make a difference and and I so I really love it and she's so sweet that she even brought me a t-shirt and stickers and everything like what how did she even think of that and so but it blows my mind so wait when did you start working at Sassy Pants again I know you told me this but I forgot I think it was July Maybe I could be lying to you. I was just supposed to go in and help for a few weeks. Um, a few girls had taken other jobs, and so they weren't going to be there. And um, she just needed some extra help at the store. But I love Natalie, and I love the store. And so um, I love everybody that I've met there, too, working with. And um, just, like, the people that come into the store from all over the place to the stockyards. Yeah. it's I, I like it, too. You meet so many, so many interesting and awesome people. And everybody that works there, I just, like... Feel like I get along with and mm-hmm. it's really fun and you learn a lot of new things yeah. so it's definitely a fun experience and I recommend working somewhere like that in your lifetime because it's super cool but um well so what else do you do for a living like what other than Sassy I know you do work elsewhere yes I do um so also I run a social media and marketing company with a couple friends of mine um it's called Calamity Media uh, we manage the social media for events and companies um, just as needed, and it's it's pretty interesting. We get to travel a lot for it and, again, meet a lot of new people, and um, it's been an awesome experience. And I know working with your friends can seem, you know, people will warn you and say it's a bad idea, but honestly, it's been the best thing, and I've, I love it so much. Yeah. No, that's super cool. I um, am currently in kinesiology for my major but I'm like all over the place but like social media seems so fun and cool and I ever since starting the podcast I'm like that's kind of fun and I think I kind of like that um but anyways yeah 
So tell us a little bit more about, like, your childhood and how that was. So, like, you know, just how you grew up. And I know you kind of shared a little bit, but just going into a little bit, like, of detail, I guess. Okay. So, like I said, I have um, an older brother, an older sister, and my twin sister. We actually moved to Illinois for a little while while I was really small. Um, we lived there, so we got to grow up in the snow for a few years. Um, that was really fun. Um yeah, I mean, just hanging out with my siblings um, and the neighbors while we were there was really cool. And then moving back to Texas, um, I remember not being really excited about it when I was first told about it. But now looking back, like so glad we did. Um, I have couldn't imagine living anywhere else again. And um, growing up with animals was just awesome. I was really close with both my parents, um, my dad outside fixing pipes in the barn or whatever. I just remember you know, typical childhood of things like that, but kind yeah. of growing up as my dad's little tomboy also. <laughs> <laughs> that's how, that's kind of how I grew up too. I've always been more of the tomboy of the girls, obviously, because Amory and Caroline are pretty girly girl, but I've grown into the girly girl. I, yeah. I've grown into it a little bit. Um, but I, again, like I keep going back to the story of Samuel because how, it's so crazy because I still, I just want to talk about it because that's what I've been reading. And honestly, like when I'm reading something, I'm like, that's what's I'm on my mind. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> I'm like, I, it's, no, it really is good. And it's kind of crazy because in the Old Testament, I always think that that does not relate to us because it's so like rules. And like that was before Jesus was, you know, born and died on the cross. So everything was a little bit different back then. And so there were still sacrifices and all that stuff. And so I was reading it the other day, and I was like, for some reason, after Passion, I was felt like I wanted to read First Samuel. And so I started reading it, and it started talking um, about the Israelites and how they were full of sin, and then, you know, Hannah praying and then giving Samuel to the church. And so it blew my mind because I'm like, we're constantly thinking the Old Testament is so old and so out there, but there's so many good stories in the Old Testament that we miss because we're so worried about, you know, and I love the gospel and I think we should still read that and teach people that. But I do think as Christians that are reading and studying the Bible, we need to study the Old Testament. And um, First Samuel actually blew my mind. And I'm only in the first like 10 chapters, but I'm still like crazy because I was reading it. And another point was when um, Samuel was living with Eli and Samuel kept hearing the word or the voice of God calling out his name. And he thought it was Eli. And so he kept going to him. And then finally, Eli was like, no, when, when you hear that again, answer him because that's the Lord talking to you. And so Eli did. And so I took note that saying like the only way that we're ever going to actually hear the Lord and understand what he's calling us to do is if we actually are searching for what he's telling us. Like for me personally, I will constantly be like, why isn't he telling me something? Like, what are you trying to tell me? Because I'm not actually opening my heart and my mind to what he's trying to tell me. And so I think what you've done is you've taken your situation and you heard your calling. Like you're doing it. Like you're fulfilling what you were, your purpose. And so I think it's awesome that you have opened your heart and your mind and you're like, you know, screw cancer. Honestly, (laughs) screw cancer. Where you're kicking it, you kicked its butt and now you're using it to just go into this next chapter of your life and you're using it to help other people, which absolutely blows my mind because there are so many people out there that are probably going through something 
and your story could completely change somebody's life. Yeah, and again, like, I I try to raise money and um, help these women pay for that, but, like, a lot of it is just um, spreading positivity for me, too, and, and spreading awareness for it, because a lot of people don't know, but to me, if I can touch people that aren't even affected in a similar way, like, that's awesome, too, and just show a little bit of God's light and how he got me through it, and um, I think that that's huge, a way to do that. Yeah. And again, I'm guilty of not sometimes knowing what the right thing is and what God's telling me through things or asking why did I have to go through these things. But then I, you know, like you said, once you really search, you realize that, that it all is for the greater glory. Yeah. Um, we were talking about it the other day at work and, um, we were both talking about how, I mean, she asked me about my head and so I was explaining that. And then I asked her about, you know, her story. And so we were talking about that and we both kind of came to the conclusion that like, yeah, it is so hard to be positive in these situations. And, like, n- regardless of how we talk about this positivity, neither one of us is perfect, and we both are flawed when it comes to finding positivity. But the craziest thing is God is in every situation. Like, he's seriously in every situation. And when we're given these trials, it's it's sometimes it's for your benefit. Sometimes it is to teach you a lesson, but I always look at it as the story you're given and the trials you're given aren't just for you. They're to help other people Mm -hmm. because I mean, it's so important. And I think it's so important to share your story, regardless of if you think it's small or big, because there are so many people out there that have stories to tell that they're not telling because they see them as insignificant. But I wish that people would have shared their stories more when I was growing up and I would have felt more like welcome and, you know, that I wasn't just all alone, you know? Well, everybody wants to share all the good times all the time. And I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, of course, you don't want to just, just hear about all the bad times, but it is hard to relate to people. And you think that so-and-so has this perfect life and everything's going right for them and and you're not on that same timeline. I struggle with that a lot. Like, I'm 28 years old and still feel like I'm trying to figure out my life. But um, I don't know. You you really realize that everybody is going through something, whether it's the same thing or something different. Their struggles are important, too, um, whether they look smaller or bigger than yours, and and everybody is going through something. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree. I think um, something that's hard for me is, and I've talked about this before, is, like, celebrity influencers, I look at them as, like, this other, other realm of people, and it's so crazy, because my dad's always, like, they're just regular people, and I'm, like, yeah, they're regular people that have a lot of followers, and, but when you really think about it, they are regular people who also have a story, but they seem so out there, and so that's what I think sometimes we try to do, is put this persona on because we're like, what are people going to think? Yeah. What are people going to say? What yes. are people going to do this? Nobody's get, the thing is, is you're there's going to be more positive outcome to you sharing your story and how God has helped you than there is going to be negative mm-hmm. because that negative is literally what God tells us is going to happen in the Bible. Like we're mm-hmm. going to be slammed. We're going to be crucified. All these things are going to happen to us. And that's just part of being a Christian, especially in today's world. Oh, I get so nervous. Like, Sometimes, because I'm almost three years, um, I guess June will be three years since my last treatment, um, and I still share things, and sometimes I get a little bit self-conscious. I'm like, do people really want to see this? Am I just like that girl that's just sharing this? And it, it really isn't, to, it's for me to look back on, I am so proud of, like, the past three years of, like, what I've done and overcome since then, 
And I just hope that me sharing that is like a positive thing for somebody, not something annoying, not just to get likes or whatnot. Like it, it really is just to share the struggles and that there are struggles and, and things get better and, you know, you can make good things out of it. Right. Yeah, I agree. I, I struggle so much with posting on social media and being feeling annoying. Yes. And I'm yeah. like, why do I feel like this? It It's totally Satan's way of trying to get us to not mm-hmm. share our story. Like it's, it, that's what's, that's what I try to look at it as because it's like, sure. I got, this is so funny. I lost so many followers when I started my podcast. Really? Yeah. How crazy that is, is, yeah. How crazy is that? And I was so self-conscious. Like I was so upset because I was like, this is so backwards. But it made me realize all the people that I saw as my friends aren't as aren't like as close as I thought I was with them, obviously, because people started unfollowing me. And I was like, you know what? I don't need that toxicity in my life anyways. And like you said, that is the devil because you're sitting here sharing the Lord's word and like and the good things in life that come from that and I just can't believe that's just the devil. Yeah, no. I tell you not to do it. (laughs) Exactly. So I just I had to always be like, you know what, whatever. Like I don't care because the thing is, is like my dad always tells me if you reach one person with this podcast and that's all you reach, that's Mm -hmm. all that matters. And so I constantly am like, okay, that's all that matters because honestly, I worry so much. I'm like, am I really doing all this, putting all this effort in for nothing? And and I'm like, those negative self-talk, the negative things and thinking I'm annoying on social media is so dumb because that's literally <laughs> what Satan is selling me. Like, that's not God. God no. is never going to say like, oh, you're spreading my word? Yeah, that's annoying. Well, in the Bible, <laughs> it even talks about like, it's not going to be the popular way. Right. Like, you're going to have, you're going to go through some hard times because of it. So, I mean, to me, it's just also showing you that you are on the right path and that yeah it is gonna not always be easy yeah (laughs) no it's it's so crazy how when you're doing the right thing it can feel so weird yeah like it's like growing up you wanted to just kind of fit in and you Mm kind of just want to go with the flow and then you get to an age where you're like that's not fun yeah i want to stand out i want to be sticking out like a sore thumb Mm -hmm. and which comes with its which comes with some issues. But that's just insecurities talking. Um, but it does blow my mind, like you said, like that's straight up Satan saying like you're annoying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it a hundred percent is. One of the things that I always have issues with with my friends and they get they'll probably send me a text telling me that I'm say this all the time. But I'm always like, Am I annoying? Like am I annoying you? I like I do it I so much person and that is me it's just so funny because I'm almost 10 years older like and that's crazy to me but I see a lot of myself in that like it's just I don't know like I want to be even to my best friends I'm like gosh like they send a text that seems just slightly different because they're busy or something and I'm like do you hate me now yes (laughs) I do something I do that so much oh my goodness like last year my freshman year of college um Every all my friends because they were all pretty new, so I didn't know them that that well. But they were like my buddies; they were my besties. And I was talking to them, and I was like, "Do y'all hate me? Like <laughs> seriously? Like do y'all hate me? Like am I being annoying?" And I the the more I ask that, the more annoying I think I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually do need to stop asking that. But I'll still text them like, "Hey, are you mad at me? Like, are, yeah. do you hate me? Like it's so." stupid because that's literally satan's way of trying to get in your head and make you insecure Mm -hmm. um but it's so crazy that i continue to do it and it goes into every aspect of life though because every time i'm thinking 
oh my word, I'm annoying. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to be quiet. That's that's his way of silencing you. And yeah. I'm seriously thinking, wow, all the times that I've missed an opportunity because I've let my insecurities from him get the best of me. Oh, for sure. I mean, I can just think of like one of my friends, Brandy, who I also work with. She's one of my best friends. She'll be like, Kate, that is just something in you that you have to get over. We don't hate you. Like, <laughs> you're going to have to get over that. But no, I don't hate you. So thankfully, she's like... I don't hate you. I'm going to let you know that I don't hate you, but also like you got to get over this. I know. It's just something that you have to work on and it's, it's hard and it is something in us and it's the devil like trying to work or silence us, I think. Right. Yeah. I under, I under, wow. 100% agree. (laughs) I think it, it's really crazy because one of the things I've realized the most is Satan doesn't work in these huge, like, boisterous ways like Mm -hmm. it's these little things in your life that he slithers his way in and that's how he gets you yeah like it's crazy it's not some red flashing line that says hey this is a temptation don't do it like it's just little things Mm -hmm. that you become a habit almost and now now i'm like what because i i really didn't realize how bad this was until now because i just thought it was something like you know, you know, it's trust issues from bad friendships in the past. But honestly, at this point, there's no excuse because my friends have literally never given me a reason for me to think that they hate me. But for some reason, I still think that. Anyways, yeah, thought that was funny to share and add because they're probably thinking that because I think I asked them that literally the other day at Passion. I looked over at Maddie and I was like, um, are you mad at me? And she's like, no, why would I be mad at you? I was like, I don't know, you're just acting different like what yeah it's just the slightest different I mean it's just I think that's in any insecurities oh shoot a big one of mine is speaking in front of people and I was so nervous (laughs) coming over here to do this so I'm sure you could hear it in my voice for a while but um I think again that's just the devil trying to hold me back from sharing my story and and the word and I think it is important that I figure it out and learn how to talk in front of people and um I'm not going to reach people if I don't do it so like that's a huge, like, probably one of my biggest fears that I'm just going to have to get over because of what I want to do. I want to be different, and I want to stand out, and that's how I think I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> it's real. You know what's really funny? I actually hate talking in front of large crowds. Like, I hate talking oh, in front I of people. Too. And it it's so crazy because if you hear me talk on here, you wouldn't be able to tell. But if I'm doing a speech in front of a class, like, full-on body sweating, mm-hmm. um, tears in the eyes, red face like bad it's bad and you can hear it in my voice so this is kind of helping me too because one day obviously I've I feel like I'm going to be in a situation where I'm going to need to talk in front of a lot of people I don't even know what I want to do with my life yet so we'll find that out eventually (laughs) but I definitely think that this is a great way for me to kind of get out of my comfort zone and I definitely the other day we had to do a live sale together I was was so (laughs) I was almost in tears. I was so nervous to do this stupid sale on Facebook. And like, oh, I made the biggest deal out of it. And it was not, it was fine. It It was was, not even that bad. It was so funny because we were both running around the store panicking because we'd never done this before. We had no idea what we were doing. No idea. Natalie. I watched the live sales, but I never set up for one. And I, 
No, they just left us. They're just like, y'all, y'all got it. Natalie was sick. Kat was sick. Miss Sherry left, and it was just us two, and we literally were in a panic. And she ended up doing it, and I just sat behind the camera. But it was really funny because she was so nervous at first, and then she started getting into it. She's like, okay, okay. <laughs> and so, so I definitely think that helped with this. Got to get you out of comfort zone a little bit. But I thought that was really funny, and it was a funny, <laughs> it was a really funny story. Because she was, I wish y'all could have seen how it was so it funny. It was hectic. I was hectic. I, no, we had like an hour to prepare for this, and we had to get all the sizes and all of the clothes out, and it was so crazy. It, uh, it was crazy. That's all. Like looking we back, hadn't it was like not a big deal. It was not even that bad. Yeah, a total of so fifteen like people time... were watching us. And we were absolutely in panic. Next time we'll know. We'll yeah, be we'll be prepared for next time. But um, I want you to share any information about your organization on here. Because um, we're about to close out and kind of end the video. But I want you to be able to share all your information so you can get it out there. Okay, so um, uh, places you can go and just follow along. Um, I have Instagram and Facebook. The Facebook is just Kate's Cause. Um, should be pretty easy to find on that. Um Instagram is Kate's underscore cause, and the website is katescause.org. Make sure you don't go to katescause.com. That's not the same thing. So um, <laughs> you'll see my picture on it. It'll give you a place to donate. Um, yeah, and find out any information. Feel free to reach out. I answer DMs on all of it, and we'll get back with you with anything you have. Yeah. Well, I thank you for being on thank here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. Um, I thought you'd be the perfect person to open up season two of It's the Little Things. I so, love that. It's thank super you. fun. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for next week's guest, too. We have her lined up, and she has a really awesome story as well. Um, but I'm super excited, and thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching and being patient in this past month. I haven't posted. And then also, just be the reason someone smiles today. Be the light for the Lord. And remember, every day matters. Okay, guys? Y'all have a good one and make this week count. Bye!